Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning and welcome to today's Tanya portion, the 18th day of the first Adar in the leap year. We continue to progress as we do in a leap year, very slowly through chapter 30. We learned earlier that chapter 30 was perhaps dropped in at this point in time in the Tanya. It's a standalone chapter, as is chapter 32. Chapter 30 is the Alter Rebbe's discussion on humility. A critical component of being a Jew is to be humble, following the dictate, the teaching of our sages in Pirkei Avot, in Ethics of Our Fathers, be of humble spirit before all people. Don't judge your colleague until you are in his setting. Therefore, says the Alter Rebbe, over the past few days, one should not look in a condescending way, looking down at someone who sins. Meaning, this is the famous Chabad teaching of be non-judgmental. Judgment is for God. We have to be meticulously observant, or at least we have to try to be meticulously observant in our own lives. When it comes to others, <clears throat> we have to be non-judgmental and welcoming to everyone and embrace everyone, and slowly bring them closer to the service of Hashem. Human nature is we're very judgmental of everyone else, and we're very apologetic for our own shortcomings, rationalizing our own shortcomings. So we learned earlier that if somebody sees somebody committing transgressions that, quote-unquote, I would never do, don't Look down at that person. You don't have their setting. You don't make the living, your living like they do. You're not exposed to all the temptations that they would be. You sit in your house all day, protected, and in a protected environment, they are exposed to the temptations of life. You don't know how you would do if you would be exposed to the temptations of life. There's a very important teaching in the Gemara, in the Talmud, where the Talmud tells us that there were two Talmudic scholars. Their name escapes me at the moment, but it happens at my age. Who were discussing the rampant idolatry, pagan idol worship, which took place. As described in the Tanakh, specifically the kings of Israel, by and large, many of them would not only practice idolatry, pagan idolatry. Some of them even legislated it. And these were very decadent times. In fact, the first holy temple was destroyed because of the sin of idolatry. The ten tribes were exiled due to the sin of idolatry. So there were these two Talmudic scholars who were having discussion. And they were being critical of these kings and of these people. How could they be so passionate about such a stupid thing, idols. And specifically, they were critical of, of Menashe, one of the kings of Israel. 
saying they don't understand how he could have acted that way. What's wrong with him? That night, Menashe came to these guys in their dream. And Menashe says, you're criticizing me? Do you know the trials and tribulations and temptations that we had back then? Do you know how tempted we were to worship idols? Let me tell you, said Menashe from the other world, if you would have our temptations, you would make our sins look pale compared to what you would do. Which means it's very easy to judge the other guy when you're not tempted with his temptations. In fact, our sages tell us that there came a point in time where Hashem had no choice, so to speak, but to remove the temptation of idol worship. And it is said that he replaced it with the temptation for money. Now this we can understand. Now you're talking. You, you, you take a, if you ever visit a prison, I've done so, uh, thank God, as a chaplain. <laughs> you, visit, you visit a prison, you see what goes on. Most people are there because they were tempted with financial issues and they rationalized and they, you know, making an easy buck. So uh, money is a tremendous temptation. That's what idol worship once was. Why am I speaking all of this in the Tanya today? Because this is the theme of chapter 30. Don't judge the other guy until you have his, his temptations. Now the Altareb is going to say, when we could sit back, in a sense, holier than thou, looking down at people who can get into all kinds of trouble and saying, I am better than them, says the Altareb, you want to know if you're better than them? Ask yourself how you do with your stuff. Not only must you avoid negative commandments, and remember, we're talking to a Benini here. A Benini is someone who never sins. Of course he avoids negative commandments. Of course he avoids transgression. But you have to properly serve God in the positive commandments. Not being lackadaisical. Not being uh, manana. Not being external. I'm sorry. I believe that's where it starts today. If truth be told, says the Altareb, about 10 lines from the top, on 135, 136, the second triangular symbol. In truth, this is a massive, powerful, difficult war. It's a war zone out there. Out there is in here. Within us. Lishber, to crush, to break. Hayetzer, the evil inclination. We know that Hashem, God Almighty, implanted an evil inclination within each and every one of us whose job it is to get us to sin. Habeyer ke'eshlehova, which burns like a flaming furnace. So you have to burn this evil inclination, this furnace of passion, because you fear God. You know, God is abstract. God is, where's God? Well, Hashem is here, Hashem is there. But where is he? There's the famous teaching which the Altarebbe brings down several times in Tanya. The great sage and scholar, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, was about to die. His students said to him, Rebbe, bless us. And he gave them a blessing. May it be God's will, he said to them, 
that your fear of heaven be like your fear of man. So they looked at him and they said, for this we need you. That's your blessing. You can't do better than that. Our fear of heaven should be like our fear of man. I mean, come on. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to them, Halavai, would it only be so? And he went on to explain. Human beings, when they're about to do something they shouldn't, they turn here, they turn there, they want to make sure no one's looking. If they realize that God was always looking, then their fear of heaven would be like their fear of human beings. The problem is that we don't see God. So therefore, how do you control your burning passion to sin because of your fear of God? I say that somebody once said to a great Hasidic Rebbe that God isn't fear. He put all the teachings of Kabbalah and Hasidus and ethics and Musr in little books and we keep them on the top shelf. The temptations he put right in front of us. If he put the temptations in little books on the top shelf and put the fear of God right in front of us, who would ever sin? So it's not exactly equal opportunity. We have to complain to the EEOC. It's literally a test. You want me not to transgress because of fear of God? And therefore, every person needs to at his level and his grade in the service of Hashem, to weigh and to put himself through a test on his own, does he serve God as he wants the guy out there in the marketplace to serve God? Does he apply himself with the same powerful discipline as he wants the other guy to? Like this level of test, in the positive world. For example, for example, we have what is called the service of prayer. You know, if you want to pray properly, it's a lot of hard work. Bikavona, you have to focus. It's not without reason that Hasidim would spend four, five, six, seven hours praying. To pour our soul forth before Hashem. With one's entire strength. Until one's soul becomes exhausted. Only he meant to do battle in Gufe with his body, Venepshabamis and the animal soul Shabai which are within him, Hamainim which prevent Hakavona the intent Bimilchoma with a powerful war. We have to do war with our animal side. Ulevachum Ulakatisam Kaofar. And we have to beat them and grind them down. Who? The animal soul. The temptations go up are like dust. Kedem atfila before prayer. It says, Ein 
A person should not stand up to pray unless he has humility, so to speak. He has humility before Hashem. His head is in the right place. So it means that before prayer, we have to meditate and put ourselves in that humble spot. Shachris is every morning and every night. daily. Also during prayer, to exhaust himself. With the exhaustion of soul, the exhaustion of the flesh. As we will explain later at great length. So that takes a lot of hard work. So the Alter Rebbe says, before you judge the guy, because he committed a transgression that you would never do, ask yourself how you're doing in your positive service to Hashem. You need to be at a much higher level than he. And this is the end of today's Tanya portion.